0: Hello and welcome to the True Financial Freedom Show. Each week, we sit down with financial expert William Carnes as he discusses proven growth strategies he's personally used to help kickstart and scale hundreds of businesses. Listen up as Bill breaks down the groundbreaking methods he's personally used and how you too can begin on your path to true financial freedom. Now, without further ado... Introducing Serial Entrepreneur, William Carnes.
1: Well, as soon as people get over who they are, and, and they can't see themselves, you can walk anywhere if you think that way. So I walk into a group of people, I don't care, I tell my daughter, do the hardest thing first. And then everything else is easy.
0: So for those who don't know, tell us who you are, Bill.
1: I'm the guy who walks in the worst thing. The worst thing. I mean, I walked into a whole bunch of this meeting of black people, all black people who did not like white people. And I picked out the worst black guy, the biggest black guy to sit next to. This is no lie. And that guy got up from the chair and went over there. And I looked at him. I said, what's that? And he wouldn't look at me. So I went over there and I sat next to him. And I boxed him in. I said, now you can't get out because you got the wall next to you. I'm sitting here and I'm not moving. That was so screwed up. But I said, look, I can teach you something. I said, you must have come here. He goes, I came here because of him. I said, why would you come here because of him? Well, he's my friend and told me to come. I said, well, don't you trust him? He goes, well, Yeah. I said, well, then you need to listen to what I'm going to tell you. You know what? He became like a really good friend after that. I got him a house in Oceana. You know, his wife divorced him, and I showed it. I said, look, you know, when your wife divorces you, if you don't have a house and she's going to live in this house, she, they bought this really nice condo, a duplex, somewhere over off of Bonnie Road, these big ones over there. It's, it's even got a Starbucks in the bottom of it. Right. I said, she did this on purpose because she's going to show she's got a nice home for the kids. I said, I'll get you in this house in Oceania for 115000 You can show that you got a better place for the kids, they're just as good, so you're going to get them half the time. You ain't going to be like floating back and forth. Right. Worked out just like I told him. He gets kids 50% of the time, the kids are in Norfolk Academy. Poof. But he didn't. he wasn't a white guy, he just didn't like white people for some reason. I don't know what it was.
0: Do you find that you run into problems with racism still, even in 2021?
1: I lease places, and I tell people, first off, I said, let me tell you something. The city of is racist. So you're going to get turned down the first three or four times when you go there. But it's not me. It's not the center. It's the city. I said, now, if any of you want to take a recorder in there and record what they tell you, we're going to get a big lawsuit, and we'll all make a lot of money together, and I'll show you how to do it. I've said this to two people so far over there, but it, they turned down that basketball player 22 times. And the last time I said, you know, I don't know why, Maurice, you just don't call him on it. Well, at the 16th time, the, the guy says, you need to do this, this, and this. And he closed the book and walked out. And Maurice goes, hold on for a second. Can I see that in the book? And the guy goes, hold on for a second. And he goes, wait, wait, I'll go get another book. He goes, no, no, you just read it out of that book. That, none of that stuff was in the book. All those things he condemned them on wasn't even a law. The guy was making it up. And Maurice called him on it.
0: Okay, so you're somewhat of a mentor, would you say?
1: I actually advertised five years ago on Craigslist. For what? Professional guidance. Like life coaching?
0: Yeah. Or guidance what?
1: Whatever. I listed all my accomplishments on there. I had a lady call me up. I went over and looked at it. I said, first of all, if you're on a side street. Second of all, if you think you're going to get people just coming to you just because you placed one ad. You got it all backwards. And they were really nice flowers. But nobody's going to find her over there. And she thinks just because a picture of a flower is on a few advertisements and she might have done a radio ad, might have done something. I said, that ain't going to happen. I said, first off, you need to go out and give some of these flowers away. Establish some accounts, maybe some business accounts where You might want to have some fresh flowers when they go into the office and you can give them a few. And then maybe they'll buy a couple. But you need to get your name out there that you have a nice product that you stand behind everything. If it dies in a month, you're going to be there. But then you're going to call them up and make sure that your favorite plant's doing okay every week. I said, you know, you want to be in this business. It's a hard business, plants. I don't know anybody who'd want to be in this business because they die so easy. They're so fragile. But if you wanna do it, you're gonna have to find people that think like you, who care for them like you. Or you're gonna have to make them do that. Like yesterday morning, I had to talk to a guy and he just couldn't figure out how to get these people to sell this house. And I said, it's your demeanor, it's your voice. Can you talk a little slower? You're so fast, it's like you're jamming something down somebody's throat. You gotta talk slower. You gotta count seconds in between every word. I said, it's the difference between yelling at somebody and asking them a nice, subtle question. And, and then I said, it's the pause at the end. You've you got to take a lot of pauses to give them time to reflect on what they're hearing. Because some people just blurt it all out. They're so nervous, they, they say 150 words in a second. And the people they're talking, to they only hear like 10. I know a lot of people that aren't successful like that. They just need Some people just need a little tune-up. You're just doing the right thing. I can see it was shit. And if it was shit, I want to address it. Because you only know your problems unless somebody complains about it. I think there's a ton of money in just coaching somebody who can't get through the morning, who can't get his start. I was talking to somebody this, about this yesterday. And they go, "Bill, I don't know why you just don't do this professionally. Because you know people, they just can't seem to get over that hurdle. They just can't get past.
0: Okay, so if somebody wants to get started in business now and maybe they're not sure about the first step to take or even what direction to go into, what is a good business to get into now?
1: If You, you know, if you are come to this country and you want to know the most profitable business to get into, you see all these guys coming from Morocco or wherever they get in the pizza business. But then they go from the pizza business into the used car business basically because the used car business is the easiest business to get into. If I gotta say, if if you if you stay by one rule, because I tell some used car guys when they go into business, if you said if you stay like that, you're going to last a year and you're going to lose a hundred grand. See, some people they buy the Dodges, they buy all this crap cars that are known to go bad. But if you could stick with uh, Toyotas, and Nissans, low money, don't go for the high dollar things. Don't spend your whole wad on one car and hope somebody's going to come in because there's more people that will buy cheaper cars than there are expensive cars. You make the same amount of money on a cheap car as you do an expensive car. Just make sure you take good, just like everything, buying a house, meeting a person, good time to buy the car. You spend a half an hour, you go to buy a car even if it's off of somebody on the street. You drive it around for a half hour, you make sure the light's light, doesn't overheat, everything works the way it's supposed to, and then get it for the best price you can and then turn around and retail it. I got a guy that collects garbage. He said he's the trash king. Is he it, likes garbage? Yeah, he's a garbage guy. He, he, he's, he, he's a trash guy. He picks up trash at your house. Before trash was before trash was popular to collect, he'd go around in his dump truck and collect garbage at your house. Yeah, He called himself the trash king, Ricky the Trash King. And I said, what a name. He goes, well, at least I'm king of something. He goes, nobody else took the title. I walked into a machine shop the other day. I bought his generators, his choppers. I bought everything he had that I could buy off him the other day. Generators, uh, big welders. See, that's only like substantial. That's like lunch money to me. You know, if, if you look at what I do on the side, yeah. like I bought walk-ins and I bought all that. that's That's like just lunch money. You know, every other day you might sell something in the warehouse. But, you know, when you, when you do the other ones where you're making 50 grand, like the house in Pungo, you know, there's 50,000 made on it right now. But... Uh, i 'm taking in other offers I, b- I bought that one last month with with Ron and we bought it for three hundred and thirty thousand. We turned down five hundred thousand the day we closed on it and uh, ron says let 's hold out for eight i said no let 's not hold out for eight because i ain't going to live that long let 's hold out let 's just do six hundred thousand it 's worth six hundred thousand all day so those are really good ones because that that's a that 's a good deal it 's a good deal for whoever buys it and it's a good deal. For us because we're making a lot of money on it. So I like those. And, um, and and that one, that one I got from my tenant. You know, my tenant who rents the cottage behind me. I said, look, you come up with anything. Tell me. I'll, I'll give you money for it. I'll give you free rent. So I gave him two months free rent. So he got three grand for that. I got a lot of things in the pipe that I could just pick up and go with. But then I know so many realtors that they don't know what to do with some properties, and some people, you know, you go there if they're asking a hundred and say they're asking hundred and fifty thousand. So I go over there and I offer a hundred and ten, and then I will look at the property. And sometimes you use that rule of threes, and maybe we'll end up at ninety five. Thaddeus used the rule of threes like I told you. He offered a hundred. People wanted a hundred and seventy, and that guy Thaddeus in Georgia offered a hundred and fifty four. They bid at fifty four. And then I said, use the rule of threes on that guy. And then he got him down to 147. So put another nine grand in his pocket, somewhere around there. That's why, you know, I sell a lot of cars, a lot of old cars and stuff. Because the nice thing about car business, and I'm not going to go rambling on, if, if you stick to this certain thing, you got 30 things on a page. You make sure everything's done. The carpet's clean, everything works, everything's good in the car, everything's nice. Then when you post it for sale, you, the people see the price. That's one objection. The color, that's another objection. You make a car, that's the other objection. When they come down, you've answered almost everything that they have an objection about. And if the car is perfect, you are like 99% that sale is going to happen. And that's a fact because we were selling over 64 cars a month at the lot I had on the boulevard. Even, even when I was selling cars, I buy real estate. And we make a fortune on cars. My book in Norfolk, it was like 16000 a week coming in. It was just pure cash. Just pure money, profit. You, you, that was in the past or is it right now? No, it was in the past. But it's easy to build a book up. You know, a book of people paying you. Because you buy a car relatively cheap and you sell it for double or triple what you pay it for, and you just take down what you pay for it or close to it. So the first two payments, you might still be in the red, but the third payment, you're in the black and you're all green, ready to go. That's all money. And so it might take you six or eight months to build up to 16 to 20 grand a month coming in or a week. And that's great money.
0: How quick are you to get them to sign paperwork? Would you even consider doing a deal with just a handshake?
1: I'm down to just doing a handshake. I've, I've shook so many people's hands, and I'll buy their house with a handshake. I mean, it's so strange. And then after a while, I'll go over there. I lose them once in a while, but for the most part, I hold on to them because I, I, I keep the communication going. And I always tell people, look, if you've got buyer's remorse or you got something going on, don't be scared to call me and tell me this ain't going to work for you. You know, and a lot of people, they, they really they, they feel indebted about that. It's really strange, but I mean it. I, I don't really care because, you know, if i if it's not them today, it's somebody else. Okay, Bill, you showed
0: us how to make money by selling houses, cars. You know, you talked about the flower shop, coaching. What's one way that's maybe a little wild or not necessarily wild, but you know, outside the box way to make money that anybody could do? You
1: could put that, you know, like I told Thaddeus in Georgia. I said, look, you need to get a big yellow sign, or red writing, and put it out front of the Walmart. I'll buy your house. The other guy might have it down the street, but you just put, I'll buy your house. You put the numbers there, and when he calls up, just go on Zillow, whatever it is. Take twenty five percent off and say, this is what I can offer you. You want to see me? And you start there.
0: So you think sign's better than online marketing? Yeah,
1: because you've got to meet all these people. You look at a traffic count of 600,000 people or whatever a day or, or a week. All the people pulling into a Walmart? Right. There's your all the audience right there. You know a lot of those might have some problems. you got a lot of people there. And you, and, you know, if you don't have it, there's a lot of people that can read that will tell their buddy, hey, you know, there's a guy in front of Walmart he has this big sign. I got all these homeless people that live in our lot over there. I can get them. I can sign them for you. You want to hear something cool? I told the guy at the homeless thing. I said, you know, I'm going to, instead of you hold this, I'll work for food or I need money. I said, I'm going to give you a cash app telephone number to put on there. And they're going to send the money to a cash app. Because these people don't have money at the window, but they feel bad for you. And then they'll send you money. Say even if it's $2, you can write, send me $2 to my cash app. Even if you don't have any of your money, maybe once a week you can help me buy some toiletries or something like that. I, I told the guy, I said, you know what? With all you guys, there's, there's like 13 people living over there, and you're all on these quarters. If I did the cash app and I took 10% or 15%, you guys would make a lot of money. Because there's a lot of people that don't want to open the window. They don't want to talk to you, but they feel bad. On their way going where they're going to go, they'll, they'll remember that telephone number if it's catchy enough. Or if they see you every day. There's some pretty smart people. One guy's got a master's degree in horticulture that's over there. He got in a horrible car, actually. Just walked out and went to live in the woods. Left his family and everybody. That's but it's, cool. a, it's a different idea when you think outside the box, if you think about it. You know, if you supplied all these guys with this thing, and he said, look, at the end of the week, you come and meet me here, I'll give you all your money. We, you won't get your particular thing, but it's going to get... Broken up between 17 people, we're gonna divide the pot over 17 ways. That's, see, that's how I look at the world like that. I told, the, I told, I told Ron, I said, if the New York, I'd, I'd organize all these guys, I'd charge them to be on the corners now. They're all organized, all these people, they have different shifts and everything. I'd make them pay to be on the side of the interstate.
0: Why wouldn't you just offer them a job?
1: The guy, I can't get a guy to come over here to trim hedges because he makes $400 by one o'clock. Collecting up right at the end of the 400. burden. four hundred. So they're making a lot of money. They start there at seven, and, and then by one o'clock they make four hundred. Some of them leave early because it's beer thirty, and they got to go out and get beers and everything from food line. So they leave, and somebody else takes over. And now they got now they bid up Alaskan Road. There, there's lots of them up there. I mean, they're all over the place. It's really really profitable. So you cut into that profit pretty easy. You know, it's a—it's only a sign. You give them that sign, you give them a promise of money. That's what they're looking for, all easy money. Just get out there. The longer you're out there, the longer, you, better chance you're going to have of getting money from me at the end of the week. It's good for them because it's money they'd never see. Those people wouldn't give him a dime, but they'll think about it after they make that turn and say, you know what, next time I come by, I can take that app. I can do that for that guy. I see them there all the time. You see people in the rain. You know, so it's, it's really, I don't know. I think that's a lot of money. You know, you're talking thousands of dollars every day go to about 20 different guys out here. <laughs> when I go in there, I can find properties. I went in there and had lunch. I bought five properties by the time I was done with lunch. Well, you, you look at there's 10, 15 cars sometimes at the exit when you're getting off. Maybe they're getting three or four people. Some give them change, a lot of $5, a lot of $3. They do that, and, and that light changes a lot. How many times an hour? 20, 30 times an hour? Okay. So they're ringing up a lot of money. It's, it's not like, so three people give you $5, 20 times an hour. How much does that add up to? It's 100 bucks. That's only three. But sit there and Count. You know, a friend of mine owns down the street, down at Town Center. You ever eaten there? No, nah, but it looks nice. So I go in there. He's been there a long time. I counted the tables. I counted the people living there. I said, I know how much money you do a year. He goes, how could you know that, Bill? I said, I did the numbers on the inside of this place. He goes, how much you think? I said, A uh, $1,100,000. And he goes, you got to be shitting me. I, I was within $200,000. That's pretty good when you get the millions. And I told him, I said, I'll put a cake rack in here and I'll give you a net of $2,400 a week more if you just put desserts as soon as you walk in.
0: We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of the True Financial Freedom Show. For more from Bill, you can contact him at Williamcarns.com. That's William c-a-i-r-n-s dot com